Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Brendan Escott with you tonight for a final half hour of Oilers Now before we give way to Reed Wilkins and Inside Sports. But I like Reed a lot, and I'm going to bring him in here very shortly to shoot the breeze. Right now, I'll tell you that Royal Pizza is pizza, it's pasta, and so much more. Get their new Canadian Club sandwich with chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, and tomato. Well, that sounds like so much more to me. Visit royalpizza.ca. Uh, how about Into the Audio Vault? And uh, a couple of clips here, but one interesting one from Craig McTavish, who, of course, is the general manager of the Oilers from, uh, no, pardon me, the head coach from 2000 to 2009, and then the GM from 2013 through 2015. So overseeing quite a few of these uh, rookie tournaments and a good idea of what, an evaluating tool it really is so we'll dip into the uh, audio vault for our friends at direct workwear excited to announce that their women's only workwear store is now open located four doors north of the direct workwear location on gateway boulevard find out more at womensworkwear.ca okay mac t last night on the young stars classic yeah, it's, it's a different tournament, really. The result at this tournament is normally inversely proportionate to the result that you have at the NHL level. If you're really good at the NHL, you know, you're bulking up every year, so your prospect pool suffers and your draft positioning suffers. And if you're, if you're uh, not very good, then you have great, uh, great prospects, high draft picks, or you should have great prospects. And you have some uh, some success at this tournament. Now, I know Edmonton's had a lot of success over the last number of years, even with such a fantastic team here. Uh, but it really it doesn't have any relevance normally whatsoever for uh, success during the NHL season. I mean, all these guys are three and four, five years down the road from helping. Well, that's what uh, basically the takeaway is for Bo Wakey. But don't let that take away from the fact that the second-round pick from this year's draft looked absolutely poised with the puck, and that's the name of his game. He's a big, or a rangy defenseman, excuse me. He's got great skating, uh, smooth player, finished with a goal and uh, an assist, and uh, actually three points on the weekend. That was a goal and an assist in the one game against Winnipeg for Aiki, and then he finished the uh, three-game set with three points tied for the team lead in scoring along with uh, Matt Petrov and uh, Carter Savoy. Xavier Borgo, the only first-rounder for Edmonton to play in Penticton this weekend. He was uh, was considered one of, if not the best player for Edmonton yesterday in that game. Now, as far as upgrades go, there's not a lot of dollars, once again, but the fact that they haven't made a move yet means that they're probably trying to have the cap work in their favor. So if you save a little bit of money now, you save $1.1 million. Now that's worth $1.7 million come trade deadline time. I don't know how it works. I should probably read more about it, but I do know that that is <laughs> exactly how it goes. So Ken Holland asked uh, last week, the general manager of the team, about upgrading things over the course of the season. He was on with Bob. 
I think we feel really good about the depth in our defense with the moves we made not only in in Edmonton but also what we've got in in Bakersfield. Uh, you know, we've 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 we're not overly deep up front at this stage of the game, but I'm anxious to see you know what can what does Lavoie do? We signed Peterson and we signed what does Gagne do and what is what does Sutter do and what does Adam Ernie do and and what does Holloway do? Those are things that we need to watch here over the next three weeks to see what we've got when we when it's time to submit our uh, our opening day roster and then and then obviously over the next 50 games you got to win games and put yourself into a, a position that you want to be a buyer so we're watching pto battles is it sutter is it sam gagne is it adam ernie that can earn one of the final if not the final spot on this team will Derek ryan still be up and contributing the way he did last year. And what do the minutes look like for Dylan Holloway? He'll be an NHLer and should be all season long. What do the minutes look like and what does he do with them? He's flashed, to me, a pretty wide variety of skills, not only in terms of the offense that he can bring, and he can skate well enough that he can play with McDavid. We saw him playing with McDavid sprinkled throughout last year, and he scored. He picked up a pass, and he, from the top of my head, he rifled it from the slot area and was able to really pick a corner. I also watched him play as a 17-year-old and absolutely tear up the Alberta Junior League. That was several years ago now, but, uh, you know, as far as his age group and, and the uh, the offensive talent being there, he's demonstrated that in the past. Well, this is something interesting because Zach Hyman has been a player who at different times of his career has been a goal scorer, but he's also been that nose-to-the-grindstone type of gritty contributor, and there's a lot of that in Dylan Holloway's game as well. He's a bigger body. He can crash around. He's uh, He's... He's in, interested in that aspect of the game, and I think that it's important to have a bunch of players, not just one or two, that are willing to engage in that sense. So uh, it'll be a big training camp for him, but I think regardless, you're going to see him get a long look in the uh, the beginning portion of the season without a doubt. Philip Broberg, make or break. This is a big one for him as well. Uh, let's do this. We will step aside here. Aiden's going to build us a break. We're going to track down Reed Wilkins, and we'll talk a little Elks, a little Oilers, and we'll get you set up for Inside Sports, which is uh, coming up in about 25 minutes here on 6.30, Chad. <laughs> oh, man. 6.43 in Edmonton. I got Reed Wilkins in the booth. And I appreciate you jumping in here, because... Uh, well, what else was I going to do? Well, I don't know. I mean, you're probably just kicking around what, the station. Go to the casino for two hours between five and seven? Come on. <laughs> An hour, maybe. Yeah. But two, that's, that's excessive. Yeah. Um, wow. So we've got... Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're looking for fodder today because training camp officially starts tomorrow. They've wrapped up young stars. Yeah. They don't really hit the ice until Thursday and and then game action starting on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, we're going to be guess. busy like Sunday. It's, it's we got to do our thing. All of a sudden it's game time. You ready? Would you like to try any of the things they're going to do tomorrow? The, what they do, the VO2 oh, max. Man. I'd like to do the eyesight stuff just to see how truly bad my reflexes are because don't they do the thing where they they follow the dot and stuff, or maybe that's at the combine. But no. they, but they get, they get routine, like they get their teeth checked, they get their eyes checked, and stuff like that. This is like a baseline physical. Well, it makes sense, right? Because I mean, this get... is where they do the baseline. So when a guy has to go to the the special room for concussions, 
Not the special room. The, I think it's just quiet. The quiet room. <laughs> well, that's a quiet is a way to be it's, special. It's not padded yeah, or anything. It's just no, quiet. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's where they have their, their baseline stuff out of the things they're going to do tomorrow, right? right. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I would not get on one of the bikes. I would not. There's the the oxygen apparatus, whatever. Well, you could VO2 do it. It's just you'd only last like ten seconds. That's right. <laughs> be like, okay, pedal as fast as you can for as long as you can. No, seriously, do it. Yeah, I did. That was it. That was two seconds. I I could already feel my speed dwindling, so I just stopped. Uh, I. <laughs> It's funny because obviously none of these guys are coming into sh- to camp even remotely out of shape. These guys have been camp in in, in camp shape for several well, weeks that, yeah, now, and even more thing. so because they've just been skating informally, quote unquote, informally for the last couple of weeks too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I even feel like uh, I I haven't really been covering the NHL that long relative to a lot of people. I mean, this I'm going into my 11th season with this exact job. I don't even remember the captain skates my first couple of years. Like, you're at least not as, I mean, almost three weeks before training camp. Well, I guess two, September 6th, they kind of were all here. But they can't, I mean, it's it's just become so ramped up. And, and it's a competitive environment. And as soon as one person or one team or one group of players starts working out I mean, where, where did it probably start? Somebody started doing it August 15th. And then next year, somebody's like, he's doing it August 15th. I'm going to do it August 1st. Right? And then, mm-hmm. and now they virtually don't stop working out. Yeah. I well, mean, they it, take a break after the season. Certainly injured guys have to worry about certain things. But they're, I mean, they're, they're in incredible shape. The caliber of hockey that we get to see out of this is spectacular. But it's crazy to me to think about the level of devotion these guys have over the course of a calendar year. I mean, it's not like they do this for seven months and then spend three months in the easy chair. You know, like this is, it's routine eating. It's routine protein intake. It's routine exercise 365 Mm -hmm. days a year by the sounds of it. When Jack Campbell told Bob last week that he hadn't taken any time away from the game until like the second week of August, I thought, wow. You know, here's a guy who first of all understands what level he wants to get his own game to, but everybody needs a break from their job. I don't care if you're a janitor or a professional hockey player making $12.5 million a year. You gotta exhale at some point, don't you? Well, I guess he did. He just didn't do it until August. But it's it it is very regimented, and I, I I agree. I know there's people out there probably thinking, well, they're millionaires. Yes, they are, but they're also the point zero 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 one percent top of their profession, and yeah. it is that dedication that allows them to to be there. So it, it is it is super competitive, and the, you mentioned the things. The, the working out, the, the thing I would have trouble with would be the diet. <laughs> well, I do have trouble with that. Like, <laughs> Same but, here, but man. That, you know, I guess they're so used to it, and they've probably been eating that yeah. way since teenagers. I guess a, a treat for them is different than a treat for us, and maybe they're, they're, they may be healthy enough that having a piece of cake or a bag of chips might actually yeah. be gross to their bodies like wouldn't wouldn't feel right probably so, See, so, like they, so they can't even do it anymore I, i'm a puppy i need a treat basically when anytime i do something good 
You know, I either need just a pat on the head or a little, like a chocolate bar or something. I'm not even not the whole bar, but a bite. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yes, it's not going to work that way for a team that is striving for a Stanley Cup championship this year, next year, without a doubt. I yeah. mean, you know, it's. I feel like we're kind of on the last day here of, of just beating the same old storylines coming into training camp. And then we'll, you know, over the next couple of days, start to really see things. But as far as, you know, what we're monitoring, uh, obviously the PTO competition and then how how good can you appear when you're Dylan Holloway and you're Philip Broberg and you're getting expanded minutes in the next what six exhibition games? Yeah. Well, I think that the the PTO storyline is. I, I I gotta be honest with you. I and I feel like I'm not as interested in the PTO storyline as some people. And I know Mac T said yesterday it was a big thing. And and, and look that if it's a fourth line whatever center winger or thirteenth forward utility guy. Old man with wisdom and experience. That should be. That should be. Should be able to designate a player, like you know, yeah, the Joe Thornton <laughs> role. Just show up with a the, big old the, wizardly beard and yes, offer advice. The team wizard. That's what Sam Gagne is trying to be. But, but, and I, I you look. It's an important position. Of course, everything is an important position. Depth and all that. But I, I feel like I'm not. I feel like one guy will get a deal. Actually, it was interesting how highly Mac T spoke of Adam Ernie. By the way, yes. Like when I saw that, I'm like, okay, whatever. But. Who knows? Maybe he's he. Maybe he might be the one that emerges. I am a little more interested, and this. Might, I suppose this might not be a training camp storyline. So maybe I'll defer and say, okay, the PTO and training camp. But who does Dylan Holloway become this season? Who does Philip Broberg become this season? And I also have to throw another name in there, and that is who is does Vinny DeHarnay become this season? Sure. Now you might say, Reed, we heard you and Brownie after all these games yesterday, last year, saying DeHarnay knows who he is. You know, he he knows who he is. He knows how he got to be a pro. He knows how. Yes, but what what I'm saying with that is, is he going to have a role and a, and an ability to play consistently in the NHL, or is Vinny DeHarnay going to be? Is he going to become the 48-game guy and Broberg becomes more of the regular? And, and I think DeHarnay will put the work in, but is he going to be more of a specialist? You need a 7th D on a road trip. People are tired. He goes in for the last, you know, or plays three out of a three out of a five-game road trip. Certainly he can kill penalties. We, we know he will eat pucks and block shots because he wants that pro paycheck. He wants the NHL paycheck, not the AHL paycheck. And then does he? Because I, I I thought DeHarnay had, had some tough moments in the playoffs sure against against better competition night after night. So he's also another guy who I, I know kind of has crafted a spot on the team and rightfully so as a fan favorite because I think people love those those stories and and his attitude and his willingness to sacrifice. But but who does he become? Does Broberg start to look like a top ten pick? What was he eighth? Um, I mean I know. Bouchard was 10th, but the offensive upside isn't there with with Broberg to be that kind of a dynamic player with the puck. And then then Holloway. Now, I think all three of the guys I'm talking about are are on the team out of camp. I don't think anybody's going to lose their jobs out of camp, but I want to start to see it in training camp. And and Holloway's an interesting one to me because I I am going to look ahead here. I know the focus is is on this year and the Oilers are in win now mode, but what if Connor Brown doesn't resign? You know he's and he's owed money for next year, so you're going to need somebody. You're going to need somebody to fill that spot, and, but not get not also want the money that Brown's going to get, right? Mm-hmm. So, does Holloway progress towards perhaps being 
someone who could be the sixth forward on this team? I think Rob even alluded to that in the last half hour. Is it going to be Connor Brown in the top six, or does Dylan Holloway find a way to contribute at a level that he can sustain playing time up there? Because Brown can flex in and out offensively or or be more of that back checker. But in reality, that's kind of the player that I assume that Holloway is going to be. A nice two-way contributor. He's got the size and the speed and the work ethic to, to bring the grit. But he's got the scoring touch if you need to jump him up there and, and play him for four minutes a game with Connor McDavid. He's, he's had well, success. I, I would hope so. I still say we need to see the scoring touch at the end. Because what did he finish? Did he have three goals last year or just two? He two or three. I'd have to double he got check, the one the... against the Rangers. He got a long one from the slot at home. I can't remember if he got another one or not. I don't have the stats in it's front of me. It's burned into my mind. So but to yeah, me, it's, so, it's there. So, I mean, he's if the, now maybe not this year, but he's going to have to score in the high teens eventually if he's really going to be a top six guy. So, I, you know, those are some of the guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about other players, Fogel, CC, consistency, health, all that type of stuff, but you still more or less know what you're going to get from those players night after night. You know what the power play is going to do. Um, obviously, you want Campbell to bounce back in net, which I which I think he will. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll grant Mac T his point about the training camp PTOs and then where do the younger players and and look the training camp and the exhibition games are more important for the PTO players and the younger players you know I, I whenever you know Holloway got a hat trick in the preseason and you know well who cares yeah okay I get that attitude but he can only score on the competition he's scoring on yeah so would you sooner have a first round pick do nothing in the preseason against a third-string goalie or score a hat-trick in the third string. I'd still sooner have the hat-trick and, and some confidence and thinking, okay, maybe there are some, the seeds have been planted for a good career. Mm-hmm. Well, see, um, talking about that, you know, we, we're looking at the the somewhat bleak Oilers rookie camp roster and, and the three players that we were really keying in on, or three of them, and in uh, Matt Vey Petrov, Carter Savoy, and uh, Bo Akey, they all ended up leading the team in, in scoring. So four or five years away, maybe, Sure. Hopefully. Well, it sounds like, yeah, and from what I saw too, it's not like Aiky looked pretty solid. Yeah. And which not was just nice in to the see. eyes yeah. of Edmonton Partisans. Yeah. I was reading an article on The Athletic there that Scott Wheeler had written, and he said the same thing. This is a guy who looks like his skating might play, and he's going to get a, a bigger opportunity in Barry than he had last year with Brant Clark throwing up a bit of a roadblock in that sense. Uh, let's get to this day in Oilers history for New West travel. Join the four night Nashville road trip, fly nonstop with Flair Airlines. And and watch the Oilers play the Predators this October. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. In his first game back with his hometown Oilers on this day in 2009, Mike Comrie assists on every goal in a 4-0 win over the Florida Panthers in preseason action. The 29-year-old also ended up in a scrap. He had the Rexall Place crowd chanting his name. Were you in house for that one? 2009, Mike No, Comrie? I wasn't working here. No. Still in Lloyd? Where were no, you? No, no, I was at uh, City TV. Yeah, I would have been at City TV. We should talk about your, your career path. I don't think I know enough about it. Uh, not on air. Okay. I think people who are listening know enough about Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I meant your media <laughs> career path. Oh, well, what do sorry. What coming up tonight? Okay. We got uh, Niles Morgan, second leading tackler in the Canadian Football League, middle linebacker for the Edmonton Elks. We got Andrew Peard from the Oil Kings broadcast booth. They have a new broadcast agreement with uh, iHeartRadio, which I was happy to see because yeah. Andrew does uh, a great job. And the Oil Kings deserve more exposure. 
uh, and the other games coming up this weekend, regular mm-hmm. season games already. And uh, I, I, t- I talked to him this afternoon because he has practice tonight, so I taped a really good interview with Matthew Peterson, Canada West Offensive Player of the Week for the 3-0 and Alberta Golden Bears. What's going on there? He had a 104-yard run that didn't end in a touchdown because he started inside his own five no way. and got tackled. <laughs> Rattled again. Didn't, didn't quite get in at the other end. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, oh. he was uh, he was uh, Bear, Bears football's doing great this year. Three and zero start. We like you and I talked off air. We weren't sure because again they were picked fifth out of six teams in the preseason poll. They won their first game against Calgary, who was picked to finish last. So then we were like, okay, which way is it going to go? And they've won two since then. All right, Reed. That's coming up after this next newscast here on Global News tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, it's Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Abe's Door Service and NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Bob will be back to tell you about everything he saw down at the Penticton Prospects Tournament and at the Barry Cates Memorial Golf Tournament where he is this evening. It's been a pleasure. Reed, thank you for jumping in. Aiden, thank you. Young Aiden Canham on the other side of the glass. My name is Brendan Escott. Inside Sports is next. Have a good evening.